And we are back. This is a special episode today of a Hero's Journey podcast. Um, and this one is actually brought to you by SMP Inc. Inc. SMP Inc. Here in Las Vegas. Let them rebuild your confidence. And I'm hoping they're going to rebuild mine here real soon. But uh, I'm, I'm dead serious. Um, so here's the thing. Um, today is special. And it's because it's, this is a combo kind of thing. Uh, I get asked all the time, what is a hero's journey podcast? And it's a reminder that you are the hero of your own story. And this space for me, I'm at Sticky Paws Studios in Las Vegas, and I have navigated my way into this new adventure that's going on in my life. And I kind of had to find my way through this through friends. And I'm actually sitting next to a friend of mine right now who's been doing this a lot longer than I have. I've been helping him out for a while now, and I'm excited to have him back. He, I think he was on episode four. So my name is Brian Hopkins. This is a Hero's Journey podcast, and my guest to my left is a guy named J.P. Pierce from DadCast. Hello, sir. How How's it going today, Welcome. man? Welcome back to Vegas. Here's the thing. It's so crazy to me because, dude, you, you visit Vegas like, once a month. <laughs> well, if you, we want to get real here, the month of July, which we are still in, sixth time I've been here this month. Oh, jeez, dude. <laughs> like, I live where you're from, uh-huh. and I visit there once every couple of years. Correct. And I have family there. so uh, I've spent more time in Vegas this month than I have at home. I think most of the time that I'm actually talking to you, you are... I'm hearing ching, yeah, you know, yeah. and going on. And that didn't happen earlier. Just all kinds of <laughs> yeah, totally crazy did. stuff. But uh, we brought some friends today. We um, did. Today was, today was one of those things where I wanted to just kind of blend the two worlds together, DadCast and a Hero's Journey podcast, and share the stories. Because it's about, you know, for me, this is navigating a new space. But then things that come easy to people sometimes are not you have to work at it to get what you want mm-hmm. and uh, in anything. But in certain cases, like our guest today, um, I'm looking right at you right now. Mr. Die Richard, everybody say hello. How you doing, guys? Nice yeah. to see you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, Die is your talented dude. Oh, Cheers. We met what? I paid him for that. Five years ago, I think we met. Five years ago. Yeah, that's right. You were in Tenors of Rock. I was. I was yeah. one of the founding members of Tenors of Rock that was a headlining show here in Vegas. And that's how we met with your concert. Yes, we did it. We did. Well, no, it was our concert. Yeah, your concert. Yeah. <laughs> no, our. Uh, all of us. Yes, collectively. We, we yeah. Exactly. Collectively. Because I walked up and I was in awe of Soundcheck. Uh, mm-hmm. At Soundcheck, I think it was the day before. Yeah. I was watching you guys and just went, listen to the sound coming out of these five guys. This is insane. And I can't understand a single word they're saying. <laughs> because you're, you're not welcome. obviously born here, bro. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so um, it, what's really cool is I'm going to, real quick, I want you to introduce your friend. Absolutely. Um, over here, we have the pleasure and honor to be hanging out with our friend, Mr. Jesse Dugas. Now he's how are we doing? He's our production guy, helping out with Dadcast. He is an SEO specialist. Um, basically, um, as you like to call one of the guys that work here at Sticky Paws Studios, he is our chief nerd. Okay. He does all the behind the scenes things that really help grow our social media, um, our podcast, and our online presence. And he is knocking it out of the park, man. And we brought him along to this trip to Vegas to, A, experience Vegas, and C, 
Have him check out this amazing setup here you at Sticky Boss. You skip B. B. So, Did I? Yeah, you said well, A and then C. C so. and then and then also two. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just I just pointed out that wait a minute, I am paying attention. Right. I didn't get much sleep last night. Okay. It is Vegas, mind you. This is true. And the great thing about Jesse here, this is legitimately your first time in Vegas because the last time he was here, you were how old? I was twelve the last time I was oh, here. Oh wow! So you that doesn't count. That the, doesn't right. count. He was hanging out at the M M&M and M store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but today he's he's not the chief nerd, which is which is Travis. He's not Chase, he's, right? He who is the voice here. He's not Austin, who I can't remember what we call Austin around here. The loser. The, <laughs> <laughs> but we have George. The teacher running the show. What's up, yeah. people? Yeah, buddy. Yo, let's go. I have so much watching, so much fun watching your podcast. And I just flew in today too, so I feel like I'm losing every other word as right? I speak. It, it, today it's so weird. It is strange, and, and you know, I don't want. I just I don't know when you're planning on talking about this, but again, it's a discussion. It's a roundtable. Right. Um, Jesse, most importantly, by the way, is a dad. There we go. Right. He is a dad, so we are going to discuss a little bit about that. Um, but there's an elephant in the room. Nick, once again, my co-host on DadCast, was supposed to be here today. Yes. And he was here today. He actually was in Vegas with us. But um, without getting into too much detail, um, he wasn't feeling well, and he needed to catch a flight back home ASAP. He wanted to see this beautiful room. Yes, he did. He, he wanted to sit down and share his story with Di. Yeah. Right. And and their similarities of what you guys have, have gone through. And he's not here. So Jesse's here, and I'm going to get to learn a little bit about you, and so are you out there as well. Um, You're going to love his story, man. I can't wait to tell you something. Well, but. you know what? Here, here's the thing, too. Um, I, want to get, I want to continue right here. For starters, dude, where are you from? I'm from Cardiff in Wales, which... Wait, uh, what? wait what? I know. I need... <laughs> I literally am going to need this translated. Like, Can George, I leave? Can I leave now? <laughs> George is going to be back there going, what did he say? Shut up. Say cardigan? What was yeah. that? Yeah, say again. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't speak American, so <laughs> English uh, I'm from Cardiff, which is a city in Wales, uh, which isn't spelt with an H. Um, it's a country, and it's in the UK. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that explains why he's got his beautiful wife. Dude, it's that accent, it's the, the blue accent. eyes. There's nothing else. There's nothing yeah, else. You oh, know. thanks, baby. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'll take the compliment. Uh, yeah, much. it's true story. <laughs> She's fed up at me now, but no, I'm joking. You, you know what's, what's crazy is over here in the corner, I'm looking. That's the show we, that's we it, met. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's the and one. you're in that shot, you're actually right behind me. I was me. right behind you. You know, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that With great. your crew. I, I think I turned and handed you guys a mic. Yeah. And everybody was singing with me. Yeah, we learned your song. Yeah, no, I remember yeah. that. No, that was great. That was an amazing thing. That was the, we had just moved to Vegas 2016 in November, and we opened our show January in 2017. And then, what was it, a few months later? You know, right. literally later that year, that all happened. And it really did galvanize the city. It was such a strange thing to go through. Yeah. And um, I don't think we've looked back since, I think, as a city, personally. Wow. I think it's grown and grown from there. It's it's been strange until the pandemic, but you know it was, yeah, it was a weird, weird night. Yeah, it was. Mm. Off topic, we won't, we won't we go, yeah, we won't get. That's in, a whole other podcast. We won't get we into that one and why, but um, you know, he's referring to the shooting here. If you're listening at at home, um, or you know, it's it's one of those things where October one here in Las Vegas was a, a 2017 brought the city together, and there was just so much 
tragedy, and um, and that night we tried to turn something. When was positive. that? When did we do that? That was November fourth. It was later. Yeah, another month yeah, later. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was just like a month later. Yeah, and so we've been. Yeah, it's since it's then. Come, yeah, since then. Yeah, since, since then, which is really cool. It's been a blessing. Um, here's the thing: you're you're married now. I am. Yep. And it's your anniversary was yesterday. It was yesterday, four years yesterday. What? Happy anniversary. Green I card, s- baby. Saw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were working on your anniversary. I was, yes. I was yeah. last night. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's why he asked me to sing. I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't sing unless I get him paid these days. Can't yeah. Do oh. Can't do it. <laughs> Too tired. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. We played last night till about uh, one o'clock in the morning and then, yeah, it was a good night. It was good fun. It was uh-huh. good fun. It was a big, uh, it's, it's funny how it works with those kind of venues. If there's a big act playing, at, uh, the Lumineers were playing at the Garden Arena. So once that emptied out, it oh. fills the venue that we're in. So it's, oh, wow. uh, it's, it's good fun. It's so good fun. where were you? We were at a place called Level Up inside of MGM Grand. Okay. And, and you were with your band? My band, Original, Original Chaos, yeah. Very good. And uh, to stay on topic mm-hmm. with this right now, um, I, heard, I think I heard when I stepped out of the room that are you putting out original music? Yeah. So we started doing the pandemic. I was, like we said earlier, I was in 10 as a rock for 12 years. Um, and the pandem- pandemic hit, that hasn't really come back. So I was looking forward to doing something else. It was time to try other things. So I put this band together during the pandemic. And since then, we've gone from a gig or two a week to playing 10, 11 venues across town. And we just won Best Cover Band from Las Vegas Weekly Magazine. Oh, thank nice you. Nice job, dude. All the songs we don't write. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we're, we're just finishing up our first single, which will be out hopefully in a couple of weeks. We're going to put the fi- finishing touches on it and get oh, out, good. which will be fun. It'll Good be fun for to you. get something, something new out there. Want to throw a shout out to your bandmates? And, uh... Nah, not really. No. <laughs> uh, hey, boys. How's it going? Yeah, no, it's Andrew Deesno plays bass and sings with me and Chris Giacchino who was uh, in Rock of Ages on Broadway, the tour. He's my guitar player. And uh, we've got a plethora of drummers at the moment that we're going through. So Tim and, and Anthony and other boys who have played, they've all been great. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been really good. It's going well. It's, it's a lot of work. We do play outside a lot, which is exhausting in this heat right. at this time of year. It can be very difficult. But yeah, it's been great. And um, yeah, we've, we've, we've really, I think we've grown quite a lot in 18 months. And I'm excited to see where else we can go, you know. Good for you. Thank you. No, yeah, it's been good fun. It's been good, good for fun. you. It's a different arena away from the production shows that I was so used to. It's a whole new kind of entertainment circle of people who have been doing it for a very long time. And they're all really good, too. So it's finding your hole to fit in between without taking too much work off of other people. You know what I mean? It's a right. difficult puzzle to fit yourself into nicely. So it has taken a minute, but I think we're getting our groove now. And I, well, I think we're, we're fitting in there. If you're at home, this guy's a badass. You really are, man. No, thank you very I much. I appreciate been, uh, it. I make it up, man. I don't know. I just close my eyes and see what happens. But no, it seems to work. It's been fun. <laughs> I, I get to follow you. I follow you. I get to see you. I popped in, watched you do your thing for a while now. And the, and like I said, the night that we shared the stage, I was just blown away. That was away. great. It was beautiful. And, and I've come to see Tennis of Rock mm-hmm. a handful of times. And uh, just I was explaining to somebody what kind of show that was, and then now you're doing this thing, and it was fun. It was it was a great. It was a band. We had five lead singers, and uh, we had a band behind us, and we were all uh, previously in in musical theatre, and we were all actors, and um, we just wanted to do something for ourselves, and we ended up touring. Very lucky, we went all around the world and didn't have to pay you for any of it, which was great. And we were actually in Asia at the time. We were in uh, Manila playing the Resorts World Casino over there, and. We got an offer from Caesars Entertainment to come here, and we couldn't turn that down. And 
we did nearly a thousand shows here as a wow. headliner and then the pandemic hit and we closed and mm. it was time to do something else and it's fun everyone's grown you know you got to move on and, and it was never going to last forever but it was it was a lot of fun we had a lot of fun doing it for sure good for you man a lot of fun uh, so as I mentioned at home, uh, I have a co-host today, and he's usually running his own show because um, Nick's pretty quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so with that voice, JP, how can you not? Yeah, he is. And, and I've been doing my best to – we did a podcast the other day, and he actually talked over me Whoa. and, and kind of trampled me, and I was just – yeah, I was, I was, I was very pleased. <laughs> I was very happy for him. Um, so he's getting much better. Well, but, but yes, I, I do tend to talk more. To take it to you know, like a, the journey of each one of us that has a, has our own, you know, the new direction, new adventure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you search for people around you who can teach you the, the this right. like a mentor kind of thing. So you're basically mentoring Nick, but. That dude it's a trial hustles. trial by fire. Oh, yeah. He does all the work behind the scenes, he man. Hustles. He hustles. He and he's... I think all that hustling, though, is may play a part in why he's not feeling too good and had to go home. Right. So maybe slow that hustle down a bit, Nick. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. But anyway, I got this. So... All right. So for everyone who's not aware, DadCast is a podcast that, you know, we center on the, the dad life. You know, the adventures, the path, the... the, the everything in between about being a dad and you know everything that comes along with it now we don't always stay centered on being dads but we try to you know make that the topic you sir have a pretty unique perspective on that now before i get into the details and share that and hear that story from you um i just heard off the air that you are about to have a baby. I am in nine weeks' time. And yeah. is that your first? My first baby, yes. Okay. Sir. So your unique perspective on this. And Nick, this was supposed to be you, buddy. <laughs> this was supposed to be you. Um, it would have just worked so much better because he's went through it. So mm-hmm. you tell us about the journey and how it's been different for you versus a Jesse Dugas or a Brian Hopkins or a J.P. Pierce who take the normal path. Mm-hmm. in having children. Lucky you. Um, <laughs> a lot cheaper than the way we had to do it, but no, I, it's, uh, I went through IVF. So um, yes. my wife and I, we started trying for a baby back in early 2021. And like everyone, you have, you know, you think you're going to give it a year, you're going to give it that natural time because it's all about timing. It's all about, it's pretty difficult to get pregnant when you know the numbers, which I do now way more than I right. did before. And for everyone who doesn't know, what mm. is IVF? Yes. So it's uh, in vitro uh, fertilization. So it's, um, they'll, you'll take sperm and the embryo and you'll do it in a lab and it's all done scientifically. So I am the one who has the issues. I have uh, low mobility and low sperm count. It's all the tight genes and singing high probably. <laughs> To be honest, it's, <laughs> you can laugh. It's okay. I'm I'm over it now. I, want, I, I wanted to laugh, but I more than welcome to. You're more than welcome those to. Skinny jeans, man. Yeah. I've been telling about a year ago. Years, I would no. I would have cried over it, but now I'm I'm okay to joke about it. You're fine. Yeah. So uh, we uh, were trying, and when we came back from our um, honeymoon, we talked for a while about. You know, I'm 35. I was 34 then. It's just like, well, let's just get tested. It seems the sensible thing. With that, there comes so much panic. I think as a man, because there's this weird you know, stigma that it's, it's emasculating to, to not work or to whatever. And when you, you, you go and get a, a, a physical or anything, they test you for everything. So you don't know if there's something else wrong, your cholesterol's high, 
which it is. Um, you know, all the other things that come with them taking 14 vials of blood and they test you for everything. So it was a lot riding on it. And they also tested my wife to see if there's anything wrong with the, the way she works too. So when the report came back, um, it's this, you know, overcomplicated email that's got hundreds of numbers on it. And you don't really know what you're looking at. All I noticed was that the majority of things were red. So I was like, well, that can't be great. And I was just looking for the sperm count, looking for the sperm count. And it was, it came out at 16.9 million per milliliter. So when you look that up, it's just a little bit under normal, which you go, okay, that's not that bad with a bit of help. There's drugs, it's something called Clomid you can take that helps, um, you know, the the mobility of the sperm, et cetera. So, you know, that's where our journey started. So immediately, this is why I want to talk about it more, is that I felt guilt. It, it, It covered me. And, you know, my wife luckily was healthy and she's been incredible. I wouldn't have been able to do any of it without her. Immediately, she helped me start seeing. And it did take me a while, but it's very much our thing that we're going through together as a partner. She said to me this morning, I wanted to have a baby with you. I wanted to be parents with you, not anyone else, with you. So we'll go through what we've got to get through to get there. So then um, it was a case of going in and going to the fertility clinic and finding out what the possibilities are. So next, you do something called an IUI, where they'll take your sperm, clean it, and kind of drop it further up. Because he explained to me, the, 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 the fertility doctor, that if you put it in human terms, it, the sperm has to travel from America to London across the Atlantic, if I was to swim. Right. Wow. So that's how far they've yeah. got to go. It's a long, long journey wow. for them. And you need millions to get as close as you can to the egg. It's something around, if I'm wrong in the numbers, I apologize. But I think, I remember them telling me, you need around 5 million around the egg to get one in. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was like, okay, I've got a decent number around average. So then when we do something called an IUI, I go in and do my donation again. Donation, like I'm giving money to someone. Right. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other thing, but we'll get to that later. But you, you, George you, does you, that all the time. Oh, Sorry, nice, George. The teacher, yeah. Lucky you, man. It's fun. <laughs> it could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you go in, and uh, I do it the day before, and we come in, they prep my wife, and, and what's odd about it is, and it's just the way they do it, they tell you the number that they tested as it's about to happen. So mm-hmm. wife's in stirrups and they're getting the things together. Like it's, it's not, and they told me it's 900,000 per milliliter. So I dropped oh, 15 wow. and a half million. And this is after taking the steps so, to increase. So I had 16.1 million it was, but 15 million of them, or 14 and a half million of them wow. were no good. Hmm. So you're there, you're excited to go, well, this, maybe we could be pregnant. We could be pregnant in six days. And then all of a sudden you're like, I, uh, what's right. the point of even doing this? This version of IVF. You know, this right. is the start of, that's not technically IVF. Are but you it's having to pay for, for this oh, yeah. journey this one time? You're, this is costing you. Uh, we've probably, I think with everything overall, I'd say it's probably topped over $30,000 so far. For sure. Mm. Oh my gosh! I s- yeah. and I'm a singer, so I don't exactly make that much money, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, kids I, not even dude, close to college yet either. Grief. I saw a post, and you had needles like was around it? the around photo. Yeah. The, yeah, around. The I didn't photo. have to do those. It's my, this this is what. Okay, continue. I'm excruciating. Sorry, but... No, no, no. It's fine, and, and interrupt me whenever you want, yeah. of course. So you do that, and it's it's gutting. You sit there, and and I again, you feel like I'm letting her down. And with everything that's going on with mental health and and as a man in terms of our world, we don't talk about it enough. 
it's the same back home. It's worse back home. British guys, I don't know if you watch UFC, but Paddy the Baddy was on the mic the other night saying, we need to talk to people. If you've got a problem, say something. There's nothing wrong with right. being emotional or, or anything like that. But at the time, I, it was just embarrassing. I just kept apologizing to my wife, kept apologizing, kept apologizing. And she's like, it's not your fault. But I was like, it is. It is my fault. That's how it felt. It's not, but it, it did at the time. So that obviously didn't work. So the doctor was like, well, we should do another one. I was on Clomid, which was meant to improve my numbers. And they went up about 200,000, did it again, didn't work. And then it really started to feel like, is this ever going to work? Is this, is this, you know, have I got to start thinking about adoption? Have I got to start, which I'm all for, but it's a whole other yeah. process to, to which you'd be able to comment. You know, it's a whole other thing to, to think about, a whole other expense, a whole other world that you've got to go into. And um, we were with the Nevada Fertility Clinic. It's Dr. Falk is the doctor who's helped us. He's been fantastic. And he sat us down and said, listen, what's going on with you is... I make enough uh, testosterone. I don't have any, I didn't need to do TRT or anything like that. But it, I make more in the brain than where, where it gets developed. For some, some reason, down in the factory, it's not transferring into to, to helping the sperm do what they got to do. So the, there's only a couple of options. You can either have an accident when you were young. Something can happen to your test or something. And so there's no reason for it. There's not my diet. There's not any, any issues. I've, I've never drunk right. too much or done drugs or anything like that. You know, it's not like I've had any issues like that right. where it would affect that. So it's just a bit clueless. You're just like, well, it's helpless. It's just how I am. So then we decided, then he said, well, you know, I really think IVF could work because you do have sperm that work. You just don't have enough to do it naturally. So then it was a case we had to do something called an egg retrieval. So that's when my wife starts going on all these needles you saw. That's ah. just the first. That's just the set. Yeah. That was just one go. What you saw around that photo was just serious? one try. It's, it's, it's tens and hundreds of them. It's so much. And as the husband, <laughs> the one who technically is my fault for doing it, I can't do anything. I just got to sit there and go in and jack off and, and give it to them in a cup. And, wow. and, and, and that's it. You know, that's all you so do. here's like another batch of guilt. And it's, you know, it, it, I don't know if any of you have ever, ever done that or donated. It's It's... It's not an experience you think it's going to be. You know, no. it, it's it's not fun. Come on. Anyway, no. it really, you know, be, you know, you went in and the room I went in was the size of this table. There was like a low IKEA sofa that had a puppy pee pad on it <laughs> to sit on because wow. it's leather. And it, you know, you imagine this as you go in there uh -huh. to go and make love to your right hand, and you're sitting on this <laughs> pee pad, and then it's really low. So I'm sitting there, and the screen was above me. And my immediate thought was, I've never masturbated and looked up before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that, all these are inappropriate thoughts kept coming to my mind when I was going, concentrate, you've got to you know, do a yeah. job here. <laughs> so then you're looking through and you put the headphones on. You need on. your best swimmers too, man. But you've got to do all this stuff and you've got to concentrate. Like, like, whenever do you concentrate to do that? It, yeah. Uh, but then you're doing it and my brain, me being me, was thinking a yard away is the reception with right. three women who I see constantly. Right. Yep. How, much no. this, how much of this can I hear? Right. So like, do, you, do you go for gold? Do you, <laughs> do you, do you know, put, put the high octane gas in and right. give it a good go? Or do you try and keep it quiet like your mum and dad are going to knock the door? Hi, mum and dad. Um, do you know what I mean? It's like, do you, do you, what do you do? Right. So, so, and then you've got you to finish in the cup and you've got to... Oh, it, oh, it, none of it is enjoyable. At all. So I did that like four or five times over the whole okay, but, 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 but back up. So which Please did do. you go with? 
Did you go with the like, right or left? Right, I'm right. No, but did you go with this, uh, the, the parents you're watching, or did I you went go for it. Nah, I'm, I'm paying money. I'm here. I'm doing it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, good for you. Came out sweaty. Hi, girls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good God. So after all that, she started doing um, uh, the the next process. Next step in the process is the egg retrieval. So luckily, she works. So she ovulates on time. She creates eggs. Perfect. What they do is they give her a series of drugs to overstimulate the follicles. The follicles, they look like, when you have a scan, they look like little holes, and that's where the, each egg grows. Wow. So normally you get like two or three a month. Mm -hmm. She did the drugs and uh, got 40, 40 follicles, which is a lot. And it, the, the, the drugs we started was the day before, so July 3rd, July 2nd, around 2021, we were in hospital all day July 4th because her body worked so well it overstimulated and she had like these severe growing pains coming from her stuff. She was doubled over. My wife's amazing with pain, but it was, it was painful to watch. I, was like, I don't know. We, we panicked and thought that it wasn't working. So I'm immediately like, well, this is not going to work. So her body's rejecting it or it's, it's not doing what it's meant to do. Luckily, we, you know, we spent nine hours in the hospital and they didn't really do anything. And at the time, it was still more pandemic. So it was, they wouldn't let me go back with her. She was screaming and I was like, just... Let me go back. So like we're in the middle of IVF. It was like, just let me go back and be with her so I can calm her down. Um, so luckily, we went to our doctor again. It's fine. Your body's done exactly what it needs to do. It's, it's, a, perf it's a great number. 40 to 45 is great because ultimately, you're going to lose some on the way down. You know, Because the, the amount of testing they do to these things, it's incredible what they find out with these eggs. and everything. It's amazing. They test them. We had them tested for the sex, um, any kind of diseases. So they can get rid of those. We have them tested for Down syndrome. Wow. So they can get rid of them. Not to get rid of them, but it's like, it's not fair. No, you know, they use the healthy yeah, eggs, yes, the embryos. For sure. So she got, I, I did get it written down, so I don't get it wrong. She got 40 follicles. 30 of them were eggs. Then they, uh, 25 of them mature. So they're the ones that can be fertilized. So then 25 of those were mature and fertilized with my sperm. 15 of those actually fertilized and took. Then the next uh, stage is blastosis, where it, it, they have to survive a certain amount of days, and they're still growing. Um, and then they freeze them. So we had eight that reached that. Two of them were abnormal, so we had to lose those two. But then we got um, four girls and two boys. So we were left with four girls and two boys in the freezer. Okay. So then we had to move to the next step, which was preparing her for finding out when she ovulated. So it was, it's not guesswork. It's about 120 hours worth of uh, progesterone she had to take, which was constantly doing two or three injections every single day. Oh, jeez. Her ass looked like a colander by the end of it, like the blood oh. and bruises. And, and you're sitting there helpless going, yeah, sorry, sweetheart. I, I did it once and I did it too hard. So she, had to, she did them all herself. Mm. Uh, I'm she's afraid absolute, of needles. So. Absolute warrior, man. She's a warrior. My hero. Oh. Absolutely my hero. And... Um, so then, uh, you got to shout out her name. To oh, everybody. Olivia, Olivia Richards. She was a dancer in town for years. Yes. She was in X country, which is a show yep. at Harrah's and, and, uh, yeah, she's amazing. And I, I'd she be, really is. I'd be lost without this. So thanks babe. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's too much. Let's not make it too, you know, come on. I'm sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll cry. No. Um, so yeah. So at that point we had, we had four girls and two boys and that was the first time it really felt. I remember the, she FaceTimed me. Because she was learning to be, uh, she went to cosmetology school after the pandemic. She's smart, went and learned another another career. And she called me. It was the first time it felt in months that we had some good news for once. Because it was constantly, mm -hmm. something didn't work. Something didn't work. The numbers were low. And it was just like we were losing all the time. Mm -hmm. So finally, it was like, oh, 
they worked. They've that's that that's going to be something when it you know if it's if it's done correctly and it grows. So then in August we went to do the August of 2021 we went to do the first transfer, and we chose the boy. No reason really. I, we just like well, what should we try first? I was like, I quite like the idea of I've got an older brother. He always always looked after me, so I was like, well, maybe that would be nice. We'd have one of each kind of thing. So did that, and um, that's a whole other bunch of drugs. And you know, she when she ovulates, they go in, and you see the catheter go right up, and you just see this light, little tiny white spot at the end that's left, and that's what it is. They zoom in, and they can see that you can see the um, the the embryo, and they they clean they clean it, they give it like a little shower, push it out, and they they leave it uh, um, uh, as far up as it can go, and then you wait for six days. Wow. And they try to tell you, like, try not to do pregnancy tests because you can get false negatives, false positives. And what's really difficult, once you're going all through all this, all the money you're spending, all the, the emotional distress of not being able to do it naturally, not, you know, all that kind of stuff that you're dealing with, all of the symptoms of being pregnant are the same as a period. Like, Mother Nature's a... Uh, I swear? Am I allowed to swear? Yes. Right? Yeah. She's a bitch, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah. she was feeling these things. You're like, is it a period or is she pregnant? And she right. thought she really thought she was. And you could notice some things and things start to grow and ache and hurt and all that kind of stuff. So she did a test and it was negative. Now, technically, it still could have been positive. But at that point, we started to sink. Yeah. And you attach yourself to this little of picture of an embryo, which is so small. And it shows you what, what, what's going to be the placenta and where the actual body is going to come from. And you're just looking at this thing and you're like... Did we let you down? Did we, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. And you're looking at every day going, please be in there. Please be in there. And um, sadly, that boy didn't take and, and she wasn't pregnant. So she came on her period. And we had to, then when she had become on her period, we had to go into the fertility center. They still test you to see mm -hmm. if you're pregnant, even though we know we're not. So we're sitting there and like, oh, you, you looking forward to this? It's like, we already know she's not pregnant. So it's just like. And and sadly, like the building's beautiful, they're all amazing, but you keep going to this place and it just, you I associated it with negativity. Negative, yeah. So it yeah. was really difficult to keep going there and I hated going there at that point. I was like, I just don't want to be here. And it's like, is this ever going to work? Like, is this, is it, you know, pointless carrying on? And, and it's, and you, you feel like you're losing the battle, but you got to keep, and she kept building me up, kept picking me up from everything. And um, we took a month off after that. We were, I went home to Wales for the first time in three years because of the pandemic right. and everything. So I got to see my niece, who was two, I hadn't met yet. My, my brother, my mother and father. I saw all my family, which was great. We needed that. So then when we came back, I was like, right, we're going to go and do a, something called a mock transfer where they'll give her the same drugs. Her lining will thicken. And then what they do then is they go in and scrape an inch of her lining out, which looked like the most painful thing. Uh. And that was a moment that I turned from saying sorry and started saying thank you. Right. That was a real moment for me. I, the coin flipped, and I was like, this isn't my fault. It's just how I am. She's, she's going through everything for me. I, got, I owe her to, to let this go and, and, and to be on the same page as her because she needs me to be there for her because she hasn't even got pregnant yet. Right. Right. We haven't even got to the nine, nine and a half months of pregnancy and everything that brings. we got to get there. This is, you know, it felt like the first trimester was 15 months long. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we did it, and we found out that she was eight hours short of drugs. So that's why the first one didn't work. The timing was off. Because you have like a window of, again, I'm sorry if I get the numbers wrong, but I think it's believed three to five hours when the, the, the peak ovulation happens, where the lining, that it'll stick, the embryo will stick. We'd missed that by eight hours. So it was like, okay, 
great. It was positive. It was like, okay, okay. they're, they're yeah. healthy. The embryos are healthy. It wasn't the embryo's fault. So then we, what they do is they grade the embryo. Um, I think it's like AAAB from um, successfulness of coming out of the freezer, being able to thaw. So the next, the next best one was a girl. I was like, let's have a girl. Let's go for it. Let's try it. So we knew the sex before it's a sex, you know, like, right. like not, to right. get into the, not to get into the abortion and anything like that, but it's like prior to it being a human, you find out what the, the DNA makes it yeah. up. So we had that, and, and then she did it, and then we didn't take a pregnancy test. We just stopped buying them. Smart move. Because they're not, you know, they're pretty, pretty accurate, but it's like, I don't want to look at another one of those right. things. I don't need to look at them anymore. So we didn't. So we did it, and, and uh, this time I felt like when you're watching it on the screen, I don't think I felt like I saw the embryo in the first one. And now I know exactly what I was looking at. I was like, there it is. I can see it, and it's a bright white spot. And I was like, okay, that made me feel good. Like, I didn't feel like, I was like, it's not going to go anywhere. How can it go anywhere? It's stuck. Like, how, where else can it go? It's got to stay in there. So then a couple of days later, she started getting different symptoms she didn't get the first time. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, these are, the, these are the pregnancy ones, right? And you, you really don't want to think it because you're like, oh, please work. Yeah. Please yeah. work. I don't right. think I can do this. Right. Again. Please work. And then and a different couple of symptoms. Your breast started to ache. Things started to hurt. And it was like, okay, she was like, should we do a test? And, I, and she was like, no, I don't want to do one. Let's not do it. Let's just keep doing our days as we are. And then she came out of school and she called me. She's bursting in tears. And immediately I thought something bad had happened. And she started to spot. Sorry, babe, you don't mind me telling this. Which doesn't happen no. to her. Right. And normally before a period, you don't get that. That's a, that's a, a yep. symptom of being pregnant. So immediately it was like, I'm getting shivers thinking about it. Yeah. It was, like, it was just like, oh, okay. Okay. It's, I think this is going to happen. And I've got a video. Uh, I'll have to send it to you at some point. Yeah, I do. Please. We... we we went in and we got tested. Still didn't do the test, but we were 99% positive that it, it had taken this time. And we've documented everything. So we've documented absolutely everything. And I've got all the photos of her taking shots. And I'm going to put a big video together of explaining why we need to talk about this more. And we sat in our, in our living room and I, I put my phone up against the, the bottle or whatever. And they called us. And I was like, if this backfires <laughs> yeah. and I've got this video on my phone, this is going to be awful to watch. But I, I and as soon as the woman, the lady uh, on the other end of the phone said, hi, guys, I was like, okay, we're pregnant. I could just tell from the tone of her voice. And me and my wife work so well together as a support team. I'm in a very emotional guy. I'll cry. I got no problem with saying that. I'm very yeah, open to too. letting my emotions out. Me I need too. to. Yep. Um, life's too hard to hold it all in. I, I can't do it. And but what what the way we work is if she gets upset, I I stiffen up and I don't let it out. I will later on, but not right there in that moment. We can't you can't both be. Right. Okay. I got to be there for her. She's gone through so much. The amount of hormones she's got through her body, extra than what she normally does. And she's healthy. She has the right amount of progesterone, estrogen, all that kind of stuff. She's got more there. So she's got so much going through her. I'm just there to be there for her. Hopefully that this is all successful. And then as soon as she said she was pregnant, it just came over us both. And we wow. were just both very emotional. Our dogs are right there going, what's going on? What are we doing? Yeah, thank you. So, yeah. so then, then the pregnancy starts. So we yeah. finally arrived there. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, After all of that, you know. And how it, many months was that? that? That went on for how many months? When did we start? We started, that was January. So that second transfer was January. The first one we did in November. And we've been going to the clinic uh, we got. Fir- I first got tested in March of 2021. 
Wow. So it's been since then we've been trying to get pregnant with the help of science. And, and, and you are... And we were trying six, seven months prior to that. So you're having a little girl. Yes, we're having a little girl. Dude, yeah. congratulations. And it has come to fruition. Wow. You're, yes, yeah. So. Yeah, it turns out you throw $30,000 or something, it works. Well, in this case, it was... <laughs> and? So what? Worth every penny. Right? Worth every it, penny. It, who cares how much... If anyone out price. there uh, is a photography agent or a modeling agent, she's going to be pretty cute. So if uh, <laughs> you need a baby for any kind of shoot, <laughs> she's, daddy's going to write a contract that she can't read. No. And uh, I'll make that money back. <laughs> I was going to say, she's got to earn that money back. I'm right she is. Yeah, I'm right she's going to. The, no, the love. Jeez. But even know. then, you know, the start of it, we have ex- you have worries anyway when you get pregnant. We had the added pressure of everything we've already been through. Right. And you know you've got that first couple of months where it's, it's, it, it can be, that's where you, you can lose a lot of, I mean, babies can get lost and you have miscarriages and everything. So we just had to keep going. And luckily she's, she's healthy. And, and we had a scan literally a couple of hours ago and she's great. Oh, good. And, and she had Love a big, she had a, we could see her face and she did a big yawn for us. And that was nice. And, yeah. So I can't, yeah. So I, I want to ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. Question number A. A. <laughs> Will you. In a couple months, mm-hmm. join myself and Nick via Zoom, most likely, on DadCast Solo to talk about that day. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. No, and happy. question three. three. Is, <laughs> <laughs> if you can uh, give some advice to some guys out there who are going through what you are going through, have gone through, are mm-hmm. continuing to go through, who may be a little bit hesitant to talk about it because they're men. Well, that's the issue. Don't yeah. be. Okay. What advice do you give aside from just don't be? I mean, let's get a little bit deeper. Oh, what, for sure. What can we... I, I think for me, what was really difficult was was the guilt. It, it's it's uh, in the media or, or, or any kind of story or podcast, you seem to hear more stories about the 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 the, the mothers that don't work or for whatever it is, whatever reason. It is so common for a man. To, to have infertility issues. It's way more common than you think. And it's, it's good to let know, everyone know that it's, it's not emasculating to go and get tested. It's not emasculating to have low sperm count. I've got it. i got a beautiful wife. It's never stopped me. It means I never had a child before, which is awesome. So that's good with all the mistakes. So that's great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's talk about it. Ask for advice. If anyone ever wants to find me on, I'm always open. I don't care if we're strangers. I'll talk to anybody about it. That's why I, I contacted Nick uh, originally. Yeah. Didn't know you guys were. Just saw a podcast and I was no like. No way. I saw you in Vegas. Like, just so you know, I'm, I'm going to be a new dad. I've been through IVF. I don't know if that's something you guys would want to talk about on and your it podcast. it turns out you guys know Nick, each other. Yeah. yeah. And then we ended up, and I said, oh, we come to Vegas. So I, yeah, Brian Hopkins manager. I was like, okay, this will be easy. We'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's forgive yourself. And I have an ego like anyone else. I've been on stage since I was 18 performing. It was a difficult one to, to do. Right. And, you know, I, we told a lot of people before the first one, and it must be so tough for my parents and people who, who watch to try and give advice, because if you haven't been through it, how can you comment on it? Yeah. Right. Because ultimately you end up just saying, relax. Calm down. Take your time. Do you not think we're doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's no having to go at anybody. Everybody did it. And it's like, we had to work out what we wanted to hear from people. And it was like, just listen to us. If you haven't been through it, you can't comment on it. 
But in yeah. reality, those people loved you. Oh, that's, that's why, all they wanted to that's do. That's why Absolutely. they were there for you. Absolutely. So. And, and it's funny what makes me smile now is people go, oh, you wait till you, you have the kid. I'm like, I'm ready for that. You're not, but it's no. okay. No, I know I'm not, but I'm ready <laughs> for not being ready. There you go. Exactly. I've, I've yes. lost a lot of sleep in the last two years. Yeah. I've had my anxiety attacks and things like that. I'm like, trust me when I tell you it's the hardest job you are ever going to love, man. Mm-hmm. I even got a t-shirt that says that on it. But I'm it's, ready, you know. I, I I am, and I know it's going to be a culture shock. I I do. I my brother's got three kids. The I, best which, kind. I can't wait. And the fact that you have put yourself through so much mm-hmm. and fought with the with the the wife before she's even arrived yet, you've done much more than us average dads who have done it the old fashioned mm-hmm. way. I mean, you got a head start, in my opinion. Plus, you're older, yeah. and there's yeah. a, there's an appreciation there's an appreciation that you just uh, what you put yourself through, but then what you're actually going to be experiencing. How old were you when you had your kids? Hmm. Oh gosh, um, you don't want me asking. No, I was 22. Okay, yeah. So I'm 35 now. Exactly. And I've, I've always known I've wanted a family from being young. It's just something that I always felt. I've, I was very lucky. My parents were amazing. My brothers and me, we've always been a really tight family. So it's like, oh, I want this. This is nice. And I know not everyone's lucky enough to do that. I get, I hate talking about it too much because not everyone gets to, gets to do that. Right. But I've always wanted it. And then in particular, once I got older, I've been ready to be a dad for years. And it's one thing not to ever, I'm terrible at accepting compliments and giving myself compliments. You ask anyone who knows me, the one thing they'll say is, he's going to be a good dad. He's ready to be a dad. I go. love kids. Well, I always after, love kids. Can you right. say that anymore? Yeah, I love kids. It, yeah. Uh, yes. You can. <laughs> In the and correct way. Can. After um, hearing you speak today, dude, you're going you're gonna to crush this. Yeah, you oh, are. I can't wait. Um, I'm so excited. Your, your passion and, and every, it, the hair is standing up in my arms right now just thinking when you were talking even. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, man, that it just it's, it's coming right out of you and it's going to... You're just gonna love that. We've been girl so we've today. been so ingrained in this for so long. It's you know again, like I said, I, I've how one night stands get pregnant. I don't know. I don't understand. Like the the the, the ingredients involved are so complicated. Right. right. It's amazing. It's it's like there was a guy last night at the gig we played. I do this. Always make a joke. So if it's your birthday, happy birthday. If you're getting married, don't do it. But good luck. If you're getting divorced, congratulations. Make more money than the other person. And I'm nine weeks still have my baby. Blah blah. And the guy said, uh, oh, I've, I've got six kids. I was like, well, I, I said, well, I've had IVF. It would have cost me 180 grand to do that. So thanks for rubbing it in. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's – I was going to say, is there any, anything you, through that process that you'd want to know more about? Is there anything well, like – before we ask that question – and get over to Jesse. Yeah, of course. Sorry um, if I've hogged the No, 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 you man. Not. Remember, this yeah, was, today's this all about, about you. you. Yeah. Um, Thanks. So <laughs> I want you to just, you know, picture in that mind's eye of yours right now, everything that you have been through. Mm-hmm. And this is not a comparative or I'm better than you type story. But everything that you have just gone through, Nick decided to jump in and do it again. Okay. Nick went through all of that. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say, you know, exactly the same way. Were well, his other kids natural? Was, yes. Right. So he was, he had, you know, and Nick, man, I'm sorry. If you were here, brother, I would not have to be talking for you. And, and that's okay. Uh, I talk with my hands. Um, he had five children oh, wow. the old-fashioned way and then had a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. And years went by. And then he met his new lady. They got mm-hmm. married. She wanted kids. He got reversed. 
turns out. How old is Nick? Nick is 44, okay. 43. He's in his 40s. Um, if, you, if that's, again, Nick, if that's wrong, I apologize. <laughs> I'm saying I'm sorry way too much today to you. Um, I saw a lot so, of gray. I, I'd say yeah, probably. He had, <laughs> so they went through I'm all sorry, that, Nick. all the needles, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they finally got Liam. And then poor guy was born met right when the pandemic started, and he was in the NICU, not to freak you out no, or anything. No, it happens. It happens. But, yeah, you know, right. it's, it was very, very difficult for mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And now they're going through it again. But we are now at the point where the end of your story with the second time around mm-hmm. with Nick and Danielle where it's planted. I think they're two months in. Yeah, I saw him post a picture yeah. of, of and And things are looking, looking good. Great. Great. But there were some hiccups in the road um, on the second one as well. Mm-hmm. And I was fueling it. As you were explaining yours, it's the helplessness. Hit. It's yeah. the absolute, particularly if it's what women's bodies go through are, is insane. What they can get away with and don't get away, but what they can do, men are useless. There's no reason for us to be here. Like, right? if we were going to have kids, there'd be like three in the world. That would right. be it. The, the earth would have been done many yeah. years ago. The so pain that they can sustain the it's incredible. They're they're miracles. It's no amazing. Joke, man. And we haven't. She hasn't even done the really hard part that's coming yet. Technically. But yep. the stuff she's gone through, some of the pain I've seen her go through because of the drugs she's had to take and everything like that, it's it's just a feeling of helplessness. And that's another thing you were saying about what would my advice is what the minute I turned from saying sorry, which is from that helplessness, that's where it comes from, um, to saying thank you, is just showing that she knew I was you know was thankful for her, but I don't think I was putting it out there, and I and I. I Kind of regret that. I, I, I we probably never talked about this, babe. But I feel like I didn't say thank you enough at the beginning, and without her going through all this, this just wouldn't have, have happened. Right? It wouldn't have happened. Well, you you know? can't feel guilty about that, though, man. You, no, you, you no, didn't I, no, know, you know, it, I don't now. I definitely don't anymore. For you know, it just makes it, her more special. It makes yeah, the right. it makes Olivia more special, and it makes our baby way more special. In my for me, and I know everyone's kids are. The perfect kid, and well, but they're, they're uh, <laughs> mine are pretty close, but they ain't perfect. Nope. No, 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 she's not going to be either. I know that. Nope. Um, but it's just it, it just elevates the love that we've already got for this child that we never thought we were going to have. I never thought we were going to have. There was a period I was like, this isn't going to work. I'm, I'm kind of cut from the same cloth. I years, years and years and years. By the way, my first kid, thirty five, wow. was thirty five years old. So basically, like I said, same age. Um, we went through. Uh, years and years where I thought I was shooting blanks, but I, I never looked into it because it was never really with a serious relationship. And it finally just got older and older and thought this was just the way it was. And then the lady came out one morning and said, I'm pregnant. Said, yeah. It's like, who are you sleeping with? Cause that's definitely not <laughs> yeah. mine. And anyway, blah, blah, blah. Long story. We got, you know, I checked it out and there <laughs> We're having a kid. Well, this is the thing. This and I'm the so thing. glad it happened later in life. Yeah, for sure. No, no, yeah. no doubt. And this is the thing with all the, like, they're going to get tested. This is where we as men, we, we come up with, you know, different ways of saying things like shooting blanks and stuff like that, which is in our vernacular. It's yep. exactly it. But we try to manly it up. Yes. 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 Without the use of the correct term. But it's like, now I've done it a bunch of times. Like the first time, shout out Quest Diagnostics. Uh, yeah, because I forgot my headphones the first time I did it, and I don't know if any of you masturbate without any headphones <laughs> and no sound. It's it's not I've never fun. Never used headphones in my now, life. The funny thing I, is, I'm trying to figure out what the purpose is. The worst thing is in that place. It's it's a medical center, so 
it's not a fertility center. There's people going into different rooms to get tested for whatever they're getting tested for. So I'm in this big room, and and I don't have my headphones, so I've got the, the volume on five percent, <laughs> trying to watch the scene prior to the sex to work out what's going on. You know, I know. Uh, right, of course, I understand. Yeah, because the story is important. Um, <laughs> but you can hear people, you know, on Zimmer frames and people with broken leg and people outside, people knocking the door, and you're you're trying to knock one out, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> I, I it's it's you know, and I will say, and I'm really open now. I've worked out that it's something I, I'm okay to to tear myself down a bit over it. It's like, I have some problems with my body. I, if I can be blunt, I don't come very much. I don't create that much of a volume of sperm. I only realized that when I was testing it. Right. And it's in a cup. And it's like a shot of ketchup that they give you to test. Right. At a, you know, if, if they give you that at a restaurant, you send it back and go give me more. It's not enough. You know, I'm like, oh, man, that's... <laughs> God, that's embarrassing. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I was like, is yeah, that yeah. it? Is that all I got? This is good content, right? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I was like, teacher, oh, am I yeah, teacher, how's it right? going, buddy? You're hitting all the right notes right now. <laughs> Have you picked a name out? Have yeah. you picked a name out for your daughter? Are you willing to share that? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, I did. Well, I'm no, going to make one up for story's sake. Sure. Susie, that's your dad right there. It won't be Susie because yeah. she's one of my ex-girlfriends. Um, <laughs> So yeah, like I think it's it's like I was joking. You know, I said the other night I really want to like I, I'm gonna try. I don't should probably shouldn't put it out, but I really want to go to an open mic and talk about this stuff as right. therapy. It's why I'm enjoying doing this yeah. because it's like looking back on it, some of it's really funny, right? Like just doing that and going, how many people, how many guys have sat where I am? How much, how many loads have been shot in this room over the years? And <laughs> what's the what's the search history of this computer that I'm on? And you're like, what else are there other people into? Oh no, hang on, I got to do something. Like never mind the gills that they're into. I need to concentrate on what I like. And, and you're like, what do I like? And it's just <laughs> so much going through your head, and you start being like, right, stop. Like, and, and they they do have an option that you can do it at home, but you've got to be there within thirty minutes. And I'd be like, no, in my luck, I'd go home and you can have sex and do it, but you just have to pull out and, and have the cup. Uh-huh. And it's like, that sounds awesome. And then you, <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, and, and, I, and I, you know, we, when we were doing, we, we tried, it was like, <laughs> my wife's so funny. She went, well, why don't we get a cup and just try it? I was like, babe, I'm not having sex with you and having a cup. So I'm not doing I'm not doing that. It's like too far for me. <laughs> I'll just be looking at the cup. The dogs are sitting over there anyway. I can't be doing that. There's a lot going on. Um, so, I, you know, I, I didn't want to go home. I was like, there'll be a crash on the 2.15 and I'm going to be stuck in traffic. And this was a waste of time. Yeah. I was like, Literally. I'll, just, I'll just do it there. I'll just do it there. I'll, I'll concentrate. I'll be better. But it's it, that whole process and looking back on it is is pretty amusing now. It certainly wasn't at the time, but I just think ultimately to people who guys who have to do it, it's it's all it's okay. It's okay. Whatever the outcome is, you will be okay. And I know that's awful foreshadowing, but it's 